Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Anybody else excited about this new series besides me? How many of you know there's some areas of your life where you need a fresh start? And sometimes a fresh start feels overwhelming because it's like, oh my God, I got to start over. You are not starting over. You're starting better. Bible's up. Let's make our confession of faith together to the bottom of the screen. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest. And that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, we tell you, sir, what we told you at the beginning, that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. Come on, tell them 915. Say, speak, Lord. I need a word from you for this amazing month I'm now in. I am not starting over with anything. I'm starting better in everything. In Jesus' name. Only for those of you that are excited about this next month, I need you to put a praise in the atmosphere right there. If you're not excited, do nothing. If you're not excited, just sit there. If you're not excited, don't open your mouth. But for those of you that want to put your expectation in the atmosphere, for those of you that believe he's the God that can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think, put your expectation in the form of a praise, right? Hallelujah. Look at somebody next to you and say, let's start better. Let's start better. Let's start better. Let's start better. You can be seated. Let's get into this new series. So this new series is called Let's Start Over. Scratch that. Somebody say scratch that. That's a phrase you're going to need to be comfortable with all this month. Why? There are some things this month you're going to have to look at and say, no, scratch that. I'm going to have to do that better. There's some friendships you're going to have to say, scratch that. I need better. There's some relationships you're going to need to say, scratch that. I got to do better. There's some situationships you're going to need to say, scratch that. I need to do better. There's some people you got around you. You're going to need to say, scratch that. I need to do better. Why? Because with God, we are never starting over from scratch. So do not feel overwhelmed. Why? He uses all things. I'm going to say all things. 
from your past and your present as part of the plan, which means if we have to start over, we start better. Look at me. Do not ever be afraid of having to start over because when you love the Lord, you're never starting over. You are always starting better. I need you to speak that over your whole month. Say better. Better in your family. Better in your body. Better in your health. Better in your finances. Better in your faith. Better with prayer. Better in worship. Better in praise. Shout. Shout it again. Shout it again. One more time. Better. That's where you're at all of this month. He's going to use everything from your past and your present in order to ensure you start better. How do you know that, Bishop? This is a scripture I quote often. And every time I look at it, if I'm to be honest with you, it hits me in a different way. Because I don't care how accomplished you are, I don't care how much success you've had, there are always, and there is always more that we want to do. See, here's what's amazing about you, is you may be surrounded around people that are settlers, but there's something in you that says, I want more. And it's not that you're ungrateful for what you have. It's just you recognize that if there's more available, I want more. See, don't tell me that there's a, a gold and a platinum and a titanium package. You shouldn't have told me that because now if I'm at gold, I'm going to want the next. And if I'm at platinum, I'm going to want the titanium. And don't let me know that there's a diamond medallion level because then I'm going to want that too. Why? Not because I'm trying to self-aggrandize, but what I'm recognizing is that I was not put on the earth to just settle. I was put on the earth to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue which means there is always more and that's what I talked to in our last sequel that God is always taking us from glory to glory, level to level from faith to faith. He is never a God that settles. If everything you were supposed to accomplish you have already accomplished, guess what? Then you would qualify for death. The fact that you are not dead means that there's still more living you're supposed to do. And for some of you all, watch me, you have not experienced your best because your best is about to begin this month. You've not experienced your greatest because your greatest is about to begin this month. And I need you to be so thankful, why? That even when you felt like you couldn't go further, God gave you the strength you needed to press. He gave you the energy you needed to press. He gave you the focus you needed to press. And it's about to get better. Look at this scripture. And we know, and I like this verse because it's, God plays the numbers. There's something called biblical numerology, which is gematria. It is the spiritual significance of numbers. And eight is the number of a new beginning. Two is the number of witness. Eight is the number of a new beginning. So even in the verse, he's telling you what this verse is going to do. He says, this verse is going to help you to start better. Watch me. You're going to witness it. Watch me. But it's not going to be what you witnessed before. It's going to be better than what you witnessed so even in the verse, he's laying down a principle. He says, and we know with great confidence what that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things. First of all, he is concerned about you. Now, this is important to understand because sometimes you can feel like you're going through your life like God is totally absent. Sometimes you can feel like God is not really paying you attention. Sometimes you can feel insignificant. But God is so into you. The Bible says that the hairs on your hair, head are numbered. Not counted, but number, which means every time I shave, y'all not say that to me, and I look at, and I sh uh, rinse that off, heaven is able to record exactly which hair just went down the drain. 
He's into the details like that. And for some of you, like God doesn't care, God doesn't care, shut your mouth. He cares so much about you. Watch me, that he takes all things, watch this verse, and he makes those things work together, the next part of the verse, to work together as a plan. Which means he will take your good, your bad, your ugly. He will take your screw-ups. Anybody ever screwed up? Wave at me. If you ain't waving, you're alive. Anybody ever messed up? Wave at me. He'll take your screw-ups. He'll take your mess-ups. He'll take your, I'm grown. I'm going to do what I want to do. He'll take all of that, and he's going to make it work together like it's a plan. In other words, when you look back over your life, you're going to be like, that's exactly how it was supposed to happen, even if it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Why? Because God makes it look so good that you think it was the intentional plan. He makes things work together as a plan for the good of those, which means the plan isn't just a plan. The plan is for your good. Say, it's for my good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Watch me. Here's what's amazing about you is that while you have had people try to talk you out of love with God is that your love keeps growing deeper for God. Yesterday, I was just sitting up thinking, and I was sitting up thinking about some things. I got emotional because I was like, God, you have been good to me. And I was like, here's what the bottom line end of the day situation is. I said, God, regardless of this, that, or the other, I love you. And watch me. And I have dedicated my life to my love of you. Which means, watch me, I don't care what comes my way. Watch me, I don't care if I got to rock and shake and shake and rock. Watch me, my love in you is so solid. Watch me, that it's going to take way more than a few crazy situations to break it. I need to check the room. How many of you can be honest that you've been through some things, but what you've seen is that your love for God has gotten better? Your love for God. People may act crazy, but baby, let me tell you something. I love that man called Jesus. Why? Because he first loved me. And every day I think about how good he's been. My love goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And my love gets more profound and more profound. Come on, shout, I love him. I love him, 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 I love him. I do. I do. Why? Because when you look at your life, you should be able to see that he, watch me, that he has been consistent. He has been, watch me, he has been faithful. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Even when you're a little complaining. See, had I been God and I heard complaining, it would have been a, that would have been it. I would have heard complaining, I would have said, kill them all. Slay them with one, two, slay them. Slay them. Open the earth that I might consume them in a moment. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, oh, she complained about walking up the stairs? Take a breath so she can't walk no more. She better ought to be grateful she got a house to walk up some stairs in, y'all ain't. Can we be honest? Because look, some of y'all watch me. You, 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 are, you are severe. Had I been the Lord, I would have heard some complaining. And I would have just said, oh, they want to complain? They act like I don't have options. I got almost 8 billion options. And if, I, if the option I want's not on the earth, I'll just make somebody new be born and then I'll pick another option. But no matter how many times we've complained, no matter how many times we have acted funky with God and had an attitude with God, no matter how many times we've accused him of not being there when he was there, you know what he kept doing? He kept running after you 
Now, I need to check this room and make sure I got some grateful people and check online to make sure I've got some grateful people that can say, I am thankful that even when I complained, even when I was negative, he did not stop loving me. If that's you, I need to hear you worship for at least three seconds. For at least three. He didn't stop. He didn't stop. Even when you stopped, he didn't stop. Even when you left him, he didn't leave you. Even when you ran from him, he did not run from you. Open your mouth and say, and I love him. Look at the scripture. It says, he makes all things work together as a plan for the good of those that love God. So now this is important because if you don't love him, you'll never see the plan. Because when you love him, you'll recognize that love, watch me, love plans. I know a lot of y'all are into spontaneous love, but the truth is, is that real love plans because it anticipates and forecasts what you need. Real love just don't wake up and say, let me do that. Real love says, listen, I was thinking about this five days in advance so that I could prepare for that. God is so, watch me, he is so committed to us that he says, I've been planning this. I knew that they were going to get to uh, May of 2022, and I was planning to give them grace and favor. I was planning for them to go into the office on Monday and make sure that, watch me, they got a promotion that they were not expecting. I... I was planning to make sure that when things didn't go the way they intended for them, and even when they felt hopeless in that moment, I intended to back them up with hope, to let them realize my issue wasn't with this, my issue was with that. To let them realize that I am working all things together for their good. And watch me, when I love them, I'll see the plan. When I see the plan, I'll recognize that I'm called according to his purpose, which means I gotta lay down my will and say, God, your will be done, not mine. 915, open your mouth and say, Lord, your will be done, not my will. Which means I submit to the plan. Which means even if the plan isn't particularly a plan that I enjoy, or particularly a plan that I like, I submit to the plan. Which means the plan becomes what I like because it's his plan. In our last series, we learned this. That you are a farmer that has everything you need. And how do you have it? In seed form. Second Peter 1.3 says, his divine power has given us. Which means you already have, what? Everything you need. Say, I lack nothing. But Bishop, I'm just looking. It feels like there's some areas I'm lacking. Look again. Because you lack nothing. Maybe the issue isn't what you're looking at. It's how you see what you're looking at. Because you're saying you don't have scrambled eggs. No, but you have raw eggs. Scramble them yourself. You're saying you don't have food. No, but you got oatmeal. Cook it yourself. You'll catch the principle in just a moment. There are things that you're saying you do not have, but it's because you may not have it in its final form. You have it in its seed form. So the Bible makes it clear you lack nothing. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder and say, you lack nothing. Well, Bishop, I don't have the education yet, but you got Google. You lack nothing. Bishop, I don't have the hookups. I don't have the connections. No, but you got a mouth. Go make them. Stop sitting at your house waiting on God to drop something on you. And I need you to get up out of your house tomorrow. For some of you, these are your instructions for this week. Get up out of your house. Get out in the field and make it happen. Well, Bishop, they don't hire and create a position for yourself. Offer your skills and services and do it for free and watch them create an opportunity for you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I need you to open your mouth and say, I lack nothing. I his divine power has given us everything we need for two things, life and godliness. Which means God says, I've given you everything you need to have an amazing life. I'm going to give you everything that you need. Watch me to be an amazing Christian. Say, I have everything that I need. Say, I have everything that I need. 
Say it again. Say, I have everything that I need. You're going to say that, and then you're going to say it right. You say, Bishop, what you mean I'm going to say it right? Because once you say that, there's going to be, there's going to be a, a burden that lifts off of you. Because you ain't going to go through this week talking about war is me. You're going to go back through this week talking about war is me. You missed it. What do you mean? Since I have everything that I need, woe unto he who comes against me. Uh, open your mouth and say, I have everything that I need. You have access to the skills. You have access to the information. You have access to the revenue. You have access to the finances. Everything you need for life and for godliness. And I taught you in the, in the series sequel that there are seven types of seed. The reason there are seven types of seed is because seven is the biblical number of completion, TikTok. Seven is the biblical number of completion, Clubhouse. And number one, your mouth. What comes out of your mouth is a form of seed. Number two, your movements. What you do is a seed. Um, watch me. Don't let what you say and what you do be con contradictory seeds. Because for some of you, you say one thing, then you do something else, so you uproot the previous seed. I pray that this month your mouth and your movements come into alignment. Your money, that's why we sow. That is a form of seed. Your management, how you steward over things, that is a form of seed. Do not be mad if you do not get more because you poorly managed what you had. You got to hear me. You ready? All right. Ministry, serving, that is a seed. For many of you dream teamers, the only reason you're living as good as you're living is because the seed of ministry is what has gone into your life, and it's changed the whole trajectory of your life. And the saddest thing is to see people use the seed of ministry, begin to do well, and then stop sowing that seed thinking that you can sustain it on your own. Mistakes are even a seed, which means the things that you do that you're like, this was dumb, this was crazy. What did we learn in Romans 8, 28? He makes all things work together. That is a seed. And then I taught you this last one. We were looking at Jesus. Miserable moments are a seed. If you handle your miserable moment right, hear me, then that becomes a seed. And we learn from how Jesus handled his miserable moments, how to handle ours. I taught you that he was betrayed by Judas. Can I give you some deeper revelation, 915? I said, can I give you some deeper revelation, 915? He wasn't only betrayed by Judas. He was betrayed by the inner circle that knew about Judas. See, most of us look at Judas and we say, that Mark, I can't believe he do the Lord like that. No, it wasn't just Judas that betrayed him. I want to talk to the guys that knew what he was but said nothing. See, you need to check some of those people that keep telling you, well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so that. I don't want to hear what they said. I want to know what you said. Here's what else I want to know. I want to know why they felt so comfortable to say that to you. Because they should have known that your loyalty to me was so unbreakable that to put their mouth on me in your presence was going to get them oops upside the head. The fact that they weren't scared to say something about me around you tells me that you got to go. I pray this month that your circle be filled with people you don't have to question. Whoa, bye. I pray that your circle be filled with people this month you don't have to question their motives you don't have to question their intentions you don't have to question their desires I pray you have some Peters that will cut a ninja for you you ready so most of us watch me okay let me give you a revelation we, we never questioned the guys. John knew who Judas was because when you read John's gospel, he's like, and Judas said this not because he really cared about it. So, John, you knew the whole time, but you were so focused on being loved by Jesus, you didn't care to make sure that the people around him loved him the way you did. 
So you're just as guilty as him. I don't want to hear nothing about so-and-so acting like this. Why didn't you shut that trick down? Excuse me, I'm talking like the 1115. Why did you not confront that person directly? He was betrayed, not just by Judas, but by the inner circle that knew about Judas. Watch this next thing. Watch this next thing. He was abandoned, watch me, by all of the disciples. Mark 14, 50. All of his disciples abandoned him. This is his miserable moment. He's betrayed by Judas and the people that knew about Judas. They watched him go have conversations. And you know what? The worst thing is somebody that will watch somebody in the midst of Judas and you. And here's what they'll say. Well, I didn't want to get in it. Okay, Lord, help my tongue. Help my tongue. You in it, and the fact that you saw it and you did nothing, and you said nothing. Watch me, what you just revealed to me, watch me, is that I can't trust you with me. Because see, let me tell you something. You, let me tell you something. You, there, there, are, there are people in my life, you don't get to say nothing sideways to me about them. And if you do, I'm going to bring you and them, and this thing's going to be handled, because what, you, what you're not going to do is cr create division. I don't like some of y'all's silence. I don't like some of y'all's silence. What you're not going to do is create division. What you're not going to do is create challenges. What you're not going to do is bring mess up around me and have a messy atmosphere, because I'm not about that life. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, I'm not about that life. I'm not. We ain't in high school no more, man. All of his disciples leave him. All of his disciples leave him. All of his disciples abandon him. So watch me. You're betrayed and then you're abandoned. You're left alone. And here's the interesting thing about abandonment is that the people who abandon you, they are, watch me, they, they often could care less about the effects of what abandonment will do to you. Anybody ever been dropped? Anybody ever been abandoned? Anybody ever had somebody just leave you to figure it out on your own? And, and, and ask me. And here's what's amazing about it is that feels miserable in the moment. But that moment is a seed. I need for every one of you that's mad that your daddy abandoned you. Watch me. That was a seed. What if you weren't being rejected but you were being protected? For everyone where your mother was not there, I need you to let that go and forgive. Why? Because what if that was simply a miserable moment that would be a seed for your future? Here we go. For every parent where your child abandoned you. Oh, because there's parental abandonment. You do understand that. Where, where a child will use their parent for everything they can, get, they can get up out of them. And then when they think they got everything they can get up out of them, then all of a sudden you don't hear from them. The only time you hear from them is when they want something. Where are the honest people at? Only time they call. You know they want something because they text it. You know they want something because they call. It's quiet. That's me. He's abandoned. Then he sheds his blood. He's betrayed. He's abandoned. He's alone. He sheds his blood alone. Look at me. Your miserable moments will always be moments where you're alone. Notice what I didn't say. I didn't say single. Pay attention. You can be married. You can have four million friends. But you're still going to have to bleed alone. Blood in scripture represents life. So where does he shed his blood? In the garden of Gethsemane. Where does he shed his blood? 39 stripes. Where does he shed his blood? 
a crown of thorns. Where does he shed his blood? Pierced his hands. Where does he shed his blood? They pierced his feet. Where does he shed his blood? They pierced his side, which really represents his heart. That was the coup de grace, if you will. That's what actually murdered the man, Jesus. But because he's the theanthropos, 100% man, 100% God, so much God you can't believe he's man, so much man you cannot believe that he is God. Watch me. What was supposed to be the end of him ended up being the beginning of us. Let me see if I can say it this way. Your miserable moments aren't for you. Your miserable moments are for the people that you're going to touch their lives. What if I told you that everything you've been through is about to give you a grace to help other people get through it? That's why if you've ever been in an abusive relationship, you can grab somebody's hand and say, no, you ain't dying like this. You're not going to go out like this. Why? I got a grace on me to get you through this. If you've ever been betrayed, if you've ever been abandoned, if you've ever had to bleed alone, you have now grace to help somebody else. Can I get you to fist bump two or three people and say your grace for somebody else? Your grace for somebody else. You had to go through a financial valley, so then you'll have a financial anointing. So now money will run up after you. You had to go through a crazy family situation, so you'd have to do a lot by yourself. Why? So you'd never be scared of not having a cosigner next time. You'd never be scared of not having anybody to back you up next time. If you don't fist bump somebody else and say, you're graced for your sequel. His miserable moment wasn't for him. Our miserable moments aren't for us. And here's what I need you to see. Here's what I need you to see. For 30 years, Jesus prepared for three and a half years of ministry. Now, I need you to pay close attention to that. The majority of his time was spent preparing to perform for a fraction of the time. For most, here's the deal. You're so excited about the destination that you do not savor the journey. You're so excited about where you headed, you never stop to look out the window and enjoy the drive. And for some of you, I know why you don't, because you take an I-70, you're going through Colby, Kansas, and ain't nothing to look at. I ain't gonna stop talking about that drive until, that drive tortured me, do you hear me? It was like a slow, gnawing, aching pain. So just, I said, ain't nothing out here. There's nothing out here. And, that, and so then you get bored. So then you just start eating. <laughs> ain't got nothing else to do. That drive is torturous. At least in Atlanta, while you're in track, you got something to look at. On, on, on I-70 going through COVID, there's nothing to look at. Hayes, Kansas. Ain't nothing to look at. Nothing to look at. You almost want to go through Dallas just to get to, to Memphis or stuff. You know, it's just good. All right, watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Say, my preparation takes the longest. So when I perform, I am my strongest. Because when you take the stage, you don't have time to get ready. When you take the stage, you're going to have to hit from the moment you... When you're, in front of the, when you're in front of the chief executive, you don't have time to, excuse me, oops, oops, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, I'm so nervous. You ain't got time to be nervous. You're going to have to execute. Why? Because you've spent years preparing so that when you got to your opportunity, you would be able to seize it. Let me prophesy over your month of May, what you've been preparing for, you're about to possess. 
I said, what you've been preparing for in the month of May, you're about to possess. If you believe that, prophesy with your hands. I need you to snatch some air like you're about to. Come on, YouTube. Snatch some air like you're about to possess it. Snatch some air like you're about to hold it. Snatch some air like you're about to live in it. Snatch some air like you're about to drive it. Snatch some air. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. Let's go. He spends 30 years preparing for three and a half years to perform 37 recorded miracles. There's only 37 recorded miracles. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John is not a synoptic gospel um, because John writes his gospel years later. John is what the scripture refers to as the beloved disciple. He was the one that was closest to Jesus. That's why he got a revelation, the book of Revelation, that nobody else got. Because closeness, watch me, it requires responsibility. It also requires you to handle revelation. See, some of you want to be close to power, but you don't know how to handle revelation from power. So you act like the people in the seats when you've been given a, a seat next to the power. And if you want to live like the people in the seats, then get off from away from the power. You ready? I said, are you ready? Watch what the scripture says in Acts 1 and 3. During the 40 days, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles. Now, there's 11 of them that the scripture is referring to now because Judas killed himself. Look at me. Don't ever worry about taking your Judas out. Matter of fact, let me, let me show you what I need you to do. Let me show you what I need you to do. Come here. Let me show you what I need you to do. <clears throat> Actually, I don't even want that to be prophetic. You go over there. Uh, let, me, uh, let me take him. Roll him around. Roll him around. Roll him over here. I'm going to show you something. Because you can never quite, because Judas is two-faced, so you can never quite figure out which face they're wearing. Watch me. So here, here's, here's, here's what happens. You go through life, and, and Judas, you're going to have betrayal. You're going to have abandonment. You're going to have all that. Watch me. And, and here's the temptation. The temptation, the temptation is to let it distract you. I need you not to let it distract you. I need you to keep moving. Why? Because he's eventually going to self-destruct. You're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening. While you're sitting there, I just can't believe this person. I can't believe. I need you to move on. Because this person is going to take themselves out. For every person where you've dealt with a Judas in the first four months of this year, watch me, I need you to lift both of your hands and I need you to say, Father, I refuse to chase down a Judas, to chase down a lie, to chase down betrayal. They will self-destruct. Don't you worry about that. Now look at me. Look at me. Look what the scripture says. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles and he proved, look at the screen, to them in many ways. Say many ways. That he was actually alive and he talked with them about the kingdom of God. Now I need you to pay close attention to this. These guys, their whole world feels like it's over. Why? Because they put their faith and trust that this was the king, that this was the Messiah. And now he's gone. Now he's dead. Now the vision looks like it's not going to happen. 
Now, watch me. All the stuff their family said to them is looking like they were right. I want to talk to a few of you all where you've had naysayers and negative people say things to you. And then when something goes down and something happens, you're like, it looks like these negative people were right. What if I told you they weren't right? You just need to wait. He appeared to them uh, and proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked with them about the kingdom of God. Pay attention. So this was a start over. Scratch that. A start better. Because the Bible teaches us he actually did more after the cross. Look at John 20 and 30. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. Let me give you another verse. John 21, 25. Jesus also did many other things. When did he do these things? After the cross. Look at this screen and say this with me. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Stop. Most Christians get excited about the cross. You'll notice there's no cross behind me. Why? He's not on that anymore. And nothing, not knocking that, not knocking that. You'll notice at Harvest, we don't have a crucifix with him, got his head today. He's not on there anymore. The greatest power isn't what he did on the cross. The Bible teaches us that he did more. Let me help some of y'all. You're going to do your greatest, watch me, not from your before, but you're going to do your greatest after. After your miserable moment, after your betrayal, after your being abandoned, after you've had to shed your blood. I need you to fist bump somebody and say, you're going to do more now. I don't like the way they said it. Fist bump somebody else. Say, you're going to do more now. Come on, Facebook, you're going to do more after your cross, after your betrayal, after your disappointment. I'm so glad you didn't quit. I'm so glad you didn't give up. I'm so glad you didn't throw in the towel. I'm so glad somebody shout, I'm about to do more. So let me show you. Let me show you this. Can I show you this? Can I show you this? So here are the steps. I'm going to give you some steps. Um, I'm going to give them to you fast. So I'm going to need you to just step in the name of love and step fast. You ready? There are actually steps to start over. Scratch that. Better. Remember, you're going to use this phrase a lot this month. Scratch that. They're going to say, they're going to say, now, uh, do, you want, do, you, do, you, do you want this much or this much? Oh, I'll just take this much. Scratch that. Let me get all that up off of you. Literally, listen to me. You're about to be presented with some things this month. And when you're presented with some things this month, I, I don't need, but I don't know. I, shut up. S watch me. Scratch that. I'm going to get all of it. Some of you are going to be tempted to say, I don't really need all of that. It ain't about what you need. If you don't, it, it ain't about what you need. It's about the fact that this month is a month of grace. So I'm going to get more than what I need. And I don't need what I need. I need more than enough. Why? I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. So let's walk through this quickly. John 20, 14. Now, this is Jesus, and he's appearing 
to Mary Magdalene. Um, that's not her last name, but she's from a place called Magda, so it's given to her as a surname. She appears, and I want you to look at the screen. See, whenever you're starting better, look at the screen. It was Jesus, but say your name. Didn't recognize him. What's me? Look at verse 15. She thought it was the gardener. Number one, here's what I need you to know. When you're starting better, he'll reveal in what seems to be regular. I need you to slow down this month and pay attention to regular stuff. Because he's going to reveal himself in regular stuff. And you're going to call it the devil, but it's really God. You're going to call it a hater, but it's really God. She says, this is the gardener. She didn't even recognize him. Watch me. It's funny that she walked around him for three and a half years, but didn't even recognize him when she saw him. Because she saw him in his seed, not his sequel. You ready? All right, here we go. Let's keep going. Um, um, verse 19. That Sunday evening. What Sunday evening? The Sunday evening he rose. Which means, watch me, they didn't waste time. Some of you, you move too slow. You take too long to change. You are a dinosaur. You are an android. That ain't nothing to shout about. I'm just, that is nothing to shout about. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Come on, y'all chill out now. All right. Before I had fish in the morning, look on that. No, I'm just messing. Listen, listen. Let me tell you why I don't like Androids. I tried. I, I got a Samsung watch. I had to give me a Samsung watch, a Samsung phone. I got every Samsung phone they made. I said, I want to try them all. I'm going to just lay it all. I'm going to try the phone. I, I said, give me the belt. Give me everything. Give me the Samsung. <laughs> give me the hat. Give me the matching socks that when I walk, you know, like give me everything. I tried it. And, and, and I, lit, I had somebody, I had a Samsung watch. I said, this is too confusing. Like, how do you do this? And he came in. He said, oh, sir, this is about customization. And he, I said, I don't want all of that. I said, I just need a few options. There's just too many options. This is too much. And why is this popping up over here? And why doesn't this look like that? And why? This is too much. I said, you need to go take a, it's a part-time job just to work the phone. <laughs> I said, is Mr. Samsung going to send me a check? This is a lot. That's just me. Now, now just, just have to get that out. Pay attention. Look at me. Look, look at the person next to you. Say, don't move too slow. Your pursuit of perfection is making you miss progress. It ain't just right. It ain't never going to be just right. But you got to take what it is and you got to work with what you got. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, work what you got, work what you got. Your pursuit of perfection is why you are not making progress. It will not be perfect. It will not be just right. Ready? That Sunday evening. So they didn't waste time. That night, once Jesus rose, they had a meeting. Come on here. They had a meeting. The disciples were meeting. Here's number two. You, 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 watch me. You're going to set a goal. What's the goal? That's an objective and a plan. You're going to set. It says and goal. Watch me. That's an objective plus a plan. Okay? Here's what most Christians don't do. Most Christians don't set objectives and have no plan. You just wake up, Lord, whatever you're doing, just do, don't do it without me. <laughs> you that person that don't pay for nothing but want to get invited. You want the most, but you do the least. Everybody got somebody like that. And if you don't know somebody like that, you the one. <laughs> what y'all going to do? That's code for, you going to pay for me? You ready? Say, set the goal. Set the goal. 
Hey, this is your objective and your plan. When it comes to starting better, what's your objective? Where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? And then what's your plan? Now, I want you to look at this next part. They were behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Now, this is really interesting because I'm about to give you a step that's going to almost seem crazy, but it's not. Say, but it's not. Third step, the fear from past failures will create conditions for us suddenly. Okay, let me help. They've got the doors locked. Can't nobody get in. Nobody. Nobody can get in. And the reason nobody can get in is because they are afraid that the Jewish leaders, that the Jewish leaders are going to come. And when the Jewish leaders come, they are going to do battle with them. They've just murdered Jesus. So if they took the leader, you got to know that the follower is concerned. If they took down the man, if they took down the chief, then certainly the, the rest of the followers are concerned. So they lock the door out of fear. And your past failures, let's tell the truth, have created some fears in your life. But watch me, those fears are creating the perfect conditions for a suddenly. Why do you know? Look at the screen. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them, which means he couldn't have come through the door because the door was locked. So what Jesus did is say, I'm going to create a suddenly in your situation because your past fears have you acting a certain way. But what I'm going to do when you have to start better is I'm going to step right in the middle of your past fear and say, listen, that is not an obstacle that can stop me. You didn't get it because you'd be shouting better than that if you understood it. You'd be shouting better if you understood it. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Jesus is standing there among them. And look at what the first word, it's on the screen. What does it say? No, can you say it like you believe that's going to happen for you this month? Now, I believe you now. Ready? Their fears have got them locked up. See, some of you, your fears, you, I just move a different way. I just do things different. I've been through this. I've been through that. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I had happen. You don't know who it is. You know. And so there's some doors that, that, watch me, that you have locked off. And right in the middle of what you have locked off, Jesus is like, oh, you think that's going to stop me? No, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to show up right in the middle. And I'm going to show up suddenly. And you're going to know it's a miracle because you thought nobody could get past your little locked door. See, for some of y'all this month, he's about to show up in areas you were like, whoa, how did he show up over there? Whoa, how did he get over there? His love is like, whoa, I need you to elbow somebody. Say, you're about to be whoa this month. You, I don't like the way they responded. Touch somebody else and on the shoulder and say, you're about to be whoa this month. You, how did you get here? How did you get in this situation? How did you make a listing pop up that wasn't there the month before? How did you make the financing pop up and they said no before? How did you make them do me right when they were intent on doing me wrong? It's about to be a suddenly. It's about to be a suddenly. All in your section. All on your streaming platform. It's about to be a suddenly. You had the door locked, but he about to pop up in there. You had the door locked, but he's about to pop up in there. 
Shout suddenly. Shout it again suddenly. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Look, verse 21. Again, he said to them, peace, peace be with you. All right, you ready? His fourth to start over better. You need peace with you to keep pushing. Look, look at me, look at me. Say, peace be with me. Now, this does not mean what you deal with is going to be peaceful. Here, 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 here's what it means. It just means this. It just means that no matter what happens, you will be peaceful. You could get the worst phone call of your life and you'll be like, and they'll be like, you're not moved? I'm not moved that easy. Why? Peace is with me. You can have somebody do you dirty and they'll say, you're not upset? Baby, I ain't no baby. Peace is with me. I need you to prophesy to somebody next to you say, peace be with you. And that's how you're going to keep pushing. You can literally, you can literally just want to oops upside somebody's head. 915, can we have an 1115 moment? Have you ever had some, listen, listen, let me tell you something. These last four months, I've had several. This is me. This, these are my confessions. I have had several. I want to oops upside somebody's head. I saw myself doing it. I walked myself through how I was going to do it. I walked myself through how I was going to preach about what I did. See, y'all, okay, this is too, okay, let me pull on that back. This is my 915. This is my bougie experience. Sometimes we all face challenges. <laughs> I tell you what, I, <laughs> I'll keep it 100 at the 1115. I got to be bourgeois at my 915. That's totally fine, everyone. We love the Lord. Praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. The, Okay, you, you had over the last four months some unsavory moments. And you saw yourself in those unsavory moments saying, you know what? I will cho I You got me all the way messed up. Let me tell you, let me tell you May and the rest of this year. We ain't doing all that. See, because for some of you, this, this, this has been life. You started stuff, you have to throw it away. That ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. But what's happening is when you have peace, is that despite all of this stuff that has frustrated me, watch me, let me keep it pushing. Which means I will not stop my push because I keep my peace. And so you got to look at some of those situations and say, you know what? That's a distraction. I'm not even going to be moved by that. You're not going to pull me into no emotional place. You're not going to get me to start acting. Uh-uh. I'm not even coming over there. Ready? Can I get these last few steps? All right. Look, look at this. Look at this. 
Um, verse 21. Again, he said to them, peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Here's, here's, the, fifth, here's the fifth one. You can't stay locked up. For many of you, here, here, here's your issue. Is that you locked the door. He came in there. He came in there. But, and now that you're trying to get through a new door, you have to take a little journey. And you're coming way over here. But the problem is this door is obstructed. I got to go through people. And I have to go through obstacles to get to this door. But can I kept my peace? I'm not bothered by the fact. I'll just try another way. Let me help some of y'all. Every time you get a locked door, every time you get an obstacle, you're like, I guess God don't want me to do it. No, man, I'm going to need you to just try a different door. Up, because this one opens just fine. You cannot stay locked up. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I cannot stay locked up. All right, we got to go. I got to get these last one. John 21 and 3. Now, in John 21 and 3, we, we kind of jumped a little bit. Peter has now gone back to what he used to do. He's going back to being a fisherman. Because in his mind, I got to start over. I tried this Jesus thing for three and a half years, and it didn't work. So now I got to go start over. So Peter says, I'm going fishing. And when Peter says, I'm going fishing, the Bible says several of those disciples come with him. They're like, well, let's go fishing. And they fish, look at me, all night. They go back to start over, and they do not get the results they anticipate. I want to talk to a few of you all where you were expecting a different level of result. And he said, I didn't put, look at all this labor, look at all this time, look at that. But they caught nothing all night. Here's sixth thing when you're starting better. You'll feel tired. You, listen, somebody said that's part of the process. So that's just the way that it is. You know, I just don't know what's wrong. Nothing. I rebuke your hypochondriac. Just creating stuff. And then you'll let people come up and support the foolishness you created. You look like you're going through a lot. I am. Shut your mouth. No, your, your confession needs to be, I kept my peace. So I'm going to keep pushing. Well, you know, I know that didn't work, and I know that didn't work. Yeah, but two no's don't stop a third yes. You're going to feel tired. So the Bible says that they were fishing all night. Say all night. All night. They were fishing all night. And watch me, look at, look at the seven principle. Seven principle is you're going to fail at something. I want to make this as practical as possible. Because some of y'all, you, 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 you have an expectation um, that the scripture does not support. They failed at catching fish. They failed. Now look, how are you a fisherman and can't catch no fish? Y'all not saying that right now. How is it you're seeing other people succeed at something that, that you help them with, but you're not able to succeed with it yourself? Anybody ever felt like that? You ready? You'll fail at something. You ready? I said, are you ready? Eighth principle. Then you'll be given weird plans. Weird. Remember, we started this year with weird. 
Weird is not a bad word. Weird is not negative. Weird means uncanny, zany, supernatural. It, it, it means when you look at it, you, you think to yourself, is this really happening for me? Because you want to know what Jesus tells them to do, so Jesus shows up. You ready? And I, and I want you to look. Look at verse 6. Then he said, this is Jesus talking to them. Now, they don't fully recognize that it's him. He's shown himself to them. This is in that 40 days after he is uh, 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 raised from the dead. They don't even recognize it's him. And look at what Jesus says. Now, look, this is the shout. Because for most of us, here's what we'll say. I ain't trying no more. I, I'm, I, I, mm -mm. I tried it. It didn't work. I ain't going to try to start this business again. I'm not, I'm not. Oh, I just heard this in the spirit. I'm still recovering. Who is that? Mm -hmm. You ready? Look at me, look at me. Then Jesus said, this is crazy. Throw out your net again. But this time, throw it on the right-hand side of the boat. Okay, you missed it, you missed it, you missed it, you missed it, you missed it. Jesus said, they're trying to catch what? They're trying to catch some fish. You ready? Now, we're just going to pretend like it's salmon. We don't fool with catfish. And we don't mess with farm raised. Listen. Too many antibiotics and do your own research. Listen. So this is good wild-caught salmon. Y'all ready? I've been fishing all night and caught nothing. I'm tired and feel like I failed. And right in the middle of feeling like a failure, you're going to tell me something weird like, do it again. But this time, look at the night principle, it's going to be a scene change. Why? Because you're not going to throw it on the left side. This time, you're going to throw it on the right side. In other words, I'm about to change your plan. In other words, I'm about to have you revise your strategy. In other words, I'm about to give you an idea that you didn't use the first time. In other words, I'm about to give you something that you didn't have the first time. I need you to open up your mouth, say, scene change. Look at the verse. He says, scene change, which means we're going to change your strategy. We're going to change your, it's fish out there, just you didn't catch them the way you're trying. It's resources out there, you just not don't catch them the way you were trying. You ready? I remember I was told something, I was told something, we got to go. I remember I was told something one time, and he said, um, they, they kept sending me this email saying, no, 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 there's something I was attempting to do. No, 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 no. I said, well, you don't tell me no. And so, so I said, Lord, I need a, I need, I need a, I need a, I need a strategy. I said, because that's not the final answer. I said, they're going to give me what I want. They just don't know it yet. I said, because I will not be denied. Why? Because I kept my peace so I can keep my push. And so I got one strategy. The person said, you need to call this particular person. And they gave me a particular, I said, well, what's the number to call that particular person? I called that particular number and I was expecting to be on hold for like hours because of the nature of the organization I was calling. I was like, this is finna take for Let me let somebody else call and transfer it to me when it's ready. Phone rings. I'm on the phone for 30 seconds. 
hello, this is so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. I said, oh. I said, I need this level of person to be able to deal with this issue. I'm that level of person. So now I'm thinking he lying because I said, this is too easy. Why? Because I've been throwing my net on the other side. And I'm not catching what I'm trying to catch. So I said, I said, this is not, this is, this is not, no, I don't know. Okay. So I, I said, but this is what's going on. You know, you know, this is what's happening. This is the situation and all that. And, and, and so he said, well, let me do some, I hear him clacking on the computer. I said, you a loud typer. God, let me, then he said, let me put you on hold. I said, and so can I be honest? I was like, here we go. So I was like, Father, in Jesus' name, help this man. Help this man to give me what I want. He comes back on the phone. Bishop Foreman, um, da 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 So uh, I went ahead and, and, and sent it in, and, uh, and everything should be good. I said, so what else I need to do? He said, uh, no, nothing, sir. Everything should be good. You should, you should hear from us. I said, well, when? Well, you know, in the next, uh, next few weeks. I said, listen, this has been going on for weeks. I need you to make this happen for me. So the next day I get an email. Mr. Foreman, what you want, you got. I got a weird plan. After throwing my net one way, he said, I'm going to need you to toss that net another way. For everybody that believes the month of May, you're about to get a strategy change. You're about to get some plans. And it didn't work the first four, but I prophesy it's going to work in the fifth. If you think I'm talking to you, put a praise in the atmosphere right there. Right there. It's about to be a scene change. I tried it that way. I ain't going to stop what I'm doing. I'm just going to try it this way. And I need you to look at somebody and say, and you're about to win big. How do you know you're going to have a big win? Go to the verse. The verse says this. The verse says this. It says, and you cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat, you'll get some. So they did. Look at me, 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 look at me. Say action. Look at me, say action. Say it again, say action. Say it again, action. So they did it. Look at me. They didn't talk about doing it. 915, I got to go because I'm over time. They didn't talk about doing it. They just did it. The person next to you is a little um, slow when it comes to doing stuff. So you're about to be their backup in the spirit. You're about to be their backup in the spirit. You're about to be their backup in the spirit. You ready? Now, I need you not to get offended when your neighbor follows my instructions. If, if you don't want to do anything and you want May to be a regular month, then, then you can just do, don't do nothing, okay? But for the rest of us, somebody say the rest of us. Say, I need backup in the spirit. Say again, I need backup in the spirit. So here's what I need you to do. Put your hand behind the upper part of their back. Don't go low. I don't need nobody coming to me after church. Put an upper part. Say, in the name of Jesus, all you needed was a little push. Now just give them a little one, just a little one. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all you needed, man. That's all you needed, Josh. That's all you needed, Chelsea. That's all you needed, Darlene. That's all you needed. There's somebody else behind the back. So you just needed a little push. Say, I'm your push. Tell them, say, go, 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 go. And you're about to have a big win. 
Because the Bible says, look at the screen. They caught so many fish that they couldn't even haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. God's about to blow your mind. Get you a third person. Just put that hand behind their back and say, you just need a little push. Say, this is that push. Say, this is that push. This is that push. And look, and the fish are alive. And the fish are alive. And the fish are alive. You're about to catch bigger than you planned on. You're about to catch bigger than you prayed for. I need you to open up your mouth and shout, I'm about to win big. I'm not starting over. I'm starting better. Yeah! 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 We gotta go. Here's what some of y'all have done. Is you drop the net. You don't drop the net. You just gonna cast it on the other side. You're not starting over. You are starting better. In this building or online, because I'm out of time, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, on the count of three, you're going to slip your hand up. Secondly, if you need to be sure, you're going to slip your hand up. And if you're like, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, you're going to slip your hand up. Online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji. It says, we need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, this is your moment. Do not miss it. Because none of what I just preached applies to you if you don't know the Lord. Because he makes things work together for those that love him. And God says, don't be no secret relationship with me. Don't be no secret lover with me. God says, if you love me, tell everybody about me. God ain't no side piece. He, he won't only meet with you in the midnight hour. Come on. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, be sure. In this building, hands up online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. One, God's coming to get you. Two, this is your moment. Don't miss it. If you're not sure, be sure. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. It, hallelujah. Everybody quickly pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, text the word decision to the phone number on the screen, 877-552-4746 to scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.